This is What About Power Over Ethernet, an EtherWAN podcast and your leading source for insights about industrial-grade Ethernet communication. You'll hear from industry experts, dive into cutting-edge innovations, and learn how, when connectivity is critical, EtherWAN delivers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What About Power Over Ethernet, an EtherWAN podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And folks, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of the show. We appreciate you listening along per usual. As you're listening along, make sure that you're subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can look up either What About Power Over Ethernet or EtherWAN, and you'll find the podcast there with a full catalog of previous episodes, as well as notifications when we drop new ones. You can also go to our website, EtherWAN.com. Again, EtherWAN.com for more information on our solutions and services and other EtherWAN content, including podcasts, videos, articles, and more. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're breaking down the basics of power over Ethernet so that you, the listener, can feel more comfortable knowing how to install, when to install, and more importantly, why to install power over Ethernet. So for insights today, we're joined by Jim Tepper. He's Director of Products and Marketing for EtherWAN. Jim, great to have you on helping us out with this overview. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure getting to chat today and looking forward to getting a full breakdown on the basics of PoE, um, walking through some misconceptions that end users might have, clearing up any major uh, hiccups that could happen in the integration process, and then understanding how poe can benefit long-term facilities strategies and business strategies so let's start uh, just kind of generally here poe just power over ethernet is a pretty simple concept on the surface run power through an ethernet port instead of an electrical outlet right but it isn't as cut and dry as it should be and end users should get familiar with the basics to really maximize their poe use so can you give us some insights on some of the general ways in which poe isn't as cut and dry as it seems yeah absolutely yeah i got to say i'm a little i'm excited about this this topic because I'm a little bit nerdy and I love the technology, but um, I, I think there is an opportunity for people to learn a little bit more about it because it just seems, oh yeah, everything's so easy. Just plug it in and it'll all be good. But at the end of the day, um, unfortunately, it's a lot more complex uh, than that. There are many different kind of things you have to take into consideration when you're connecting. Now, you may have bought a camera or an access point or some other PoE device. And the assumption is that you can go ahead and plug that into any PoE uh, delivery device to make it happen. Uh, but the reality is that there are kind of a variety of different specs and standards that PoE follows that have evolved over the years. And um, some of the manufacturers of PoE products have taken liberties of making them more or less compatible uh, uh, to each of those different standards. And some of them are not compatible at all with any of the standards, and they they actually use a proprietary uh, method of connecting. So really, you kind of have to start with the basics and, and figure out uh, what what it is you're connecting, look at the spec sheet, and kind of compare. Of course, I could get really nerdy and into all the specs because there's an 802.3AF, there's an AT, there's the BT, and all this, for most people, doesn't really mean a whole lot. But what I would... Um, caution against is using any device that doesn't have any of those listed specifically, because that could indicate the device itself is not following the standardized rules and guidelines that are out there for PoE. 
and can cause damage to equipment. We take a lot of tech support calls and say, oh, you know, uh, my my port is not working anymore on our Ethernet switch. What What's wrong with it? And it turns out in some cases, the device that was being used uh, was an injector for PoE. And that injector is supposed to put power on the wire. And that injector is not actually PoE standard-based. It's just putting power on wires. There's no regulation there. And if you do that, you can fry your electrical equipment. People's laptops uh, have been damaged by these types of devices and others. Now, of course, why would anybody buy a device like that? And it's probably obvious those devices are going to be less expensive. So it's very attractive to jump over to those types of solutions and mix them up with standard devices and boom, you've got the smoke. The smoke genies come out of the device and you never want that to happen. To your point, you know, I, I think PoE hardware has a lot of use cases and a lot of benefits that are easy to understand at a surface level. But when you get into the day-to-day operations, broader strategies, that's where things can cause some trip-ups for end users. So that's the main reason why we're breaking this down. So appreciate that general overview. Now let's get a little more specific. So uh, EtherWAN, for context, is a manufacturer of PoE hardware for mission-critical applications, uh, most specifically. Specifically. So just to hone in on that space for a little bit, in the mission critical space, are professionals, whether end users or facility managers, uh, weary of PoE at all? Yes, no, why or why not? Well, actually, you know, there's there's a couple answers to that question. It's going to depend on the uh, industry and marketplace that it's being served. I would give you an example that's probably the most common right now. Um, security uses PoE a lot because they use a lot of cameras. Um, so we'll have security integrators or uh, larger end users that would like to install a variety of different POE cameras uh, or our cameras in general. Now, the old school guys, they're used to kind of analog and it's easy. You, it's physical. You plug it in and, and things are connected and they, they work with an analog signal. Now, the migration has been to this POE technology. Traditionally, maybe five, 10 years ago, it was just too expensive for most people to use. Uh, even though it was kind of the latest technology and, and very efficient. Nowadays, it's come down in price enough that it makes it make sense. And it provides you with features that are just not available in the analog world. I would say that today, for sure, everyone is, is using PoE that can use PoE, but are maybe not sure what they should look out for, um, as kind of previously mentioned. So there's a lot of value in using it. It can definitely lower the overall cost of the installation by putting power and data on the same cable to that camera. And in some instances, you could even leverage the existing network that's already there in an office building and just plug into the nearest port or junction box or or Ethernet switch to make that connection so you don't even have to run another cable all the way out to the camera. And you can imagine these cameras are placed in areas that uh, are not usually that convenient. So having a, a power jack or an outlet nearby, an electrical outlet nearby is is usually pretty rare. Um, So having to run another cable for power is almost always a necessity. And that is usually a longer haul run. And hey, more copper, more cable, bigger holes, more labor, all that stuff plays into the the mix when you're trying to figure out what the total cost of installation is and total cost of ownership is of a system. I also want to give our audience a little more context on 
your specific uh, background and experience in this space. So you have over 25 years of networking and connectivity experience working with uh, companies like 3Com, Intel, Digi, Moxa, and now Etherwan. You've given seminars on Ethernet connectivity for a variety of different industry applications in, I believe, 11 different countries. You've really gotten the full gamut of uh, network connectivity and you know, on the ground work with PoE. So during that time in the industry, how have you seen PoE applications grow and evolve to better meet the needs of the industry? And if you had to just really track what has changed in those 25 years to improve PoE, what would it be? And yeah, give us that context. Okay. Well, you know, I think it evolves along the same lines as the network has evolved for most devices or most buildings. If you look at history and you see maybe 20 years ago uh, or more, but uh, let's say thir- 20 to 30 years ago, buildings were all wired with dedicated wires that were you know, proprietary buses and they would all speak a special language, whether it was serial or some other proprietary type of communications from protocol. And it would connect, uh, you know, sensors to machines, uh, it would be the thermostats and the door entries and, uh, you know, the lighting systems and all of these things. These all have their own way of connecting. You had to buy the same manufacturer. Everything needed to be wired separately. You had different experts on all these things. And it was cool because it was still cutting edge. There was some sort of control there. But cutting edge back then is way, way, way different than cutting edge today. If you kind of fast forward to today, why wouldn't it be nice to standardize in a Cat 6 cable within the whole entire building? And uh, that Cat 6 cable can just carry data. It doesn't have to carry proprietary electrical signals. Um, and uh, and now, what about all those devices sitting out on the, on the edge there, whether it's, uh, you know, blinds or ceiling fans or or lighting? If they could all be centrally controlled through a network connection, there's less cables all together there. It's easier to manage what is being connected and where uh, the, con- the number of contractors required to make all these things uh, work is fewer. And in a lot of cases, simply a remote setup could be possible. And in the COVID times, that's extremely important. You can imagine a general contractor can just plug in all the cables that are, that are Ethernet based into an Ethernet switch that has PoE. And now someone can remote in and set it all up for you, do all the technical configurations on a, on a computer running it all, and boom, you're done. So a huge evolution from semi-intelligent thermostats way back in the day to literally being able to monitor, control, create power efficiencies, um, and, and connect devices with fewer cables all over the building today. Which I think sets us up nicely for better understanding what applications today are most exciting and are motivating the use of PoE. So some broad trends that I've seen based on just conversations with other folks in the space is, uh, at least at a surface level, PoE being used to reimagine lighting and building infrastructure to take advantage of IoT devices that uh, find better connectivity and, you know, therefore power as well over Ethernet. Can you break down some specifics around how this area is manifesting into some exciting opportunities, but maybe also some challenges for PoE integration? Yeah, yeah, certainly. You know, one of the things I'm most excited about is the application of PoE lighting. It's still really, really new, but 
you know, if you think about how you have to install lights today, you would need to run an electrical cable to each light fixture. If you wanted to control that individual light fixture, you would then need to either have an additional, I don't know, controller module connected to that light fixture or connected to the switch that controls that light fixture. And then you'd have to have a secondary uh, control software machine and centrally located device to control all these things. And it can start to get um, a little bit, you know, complicated, overly complicated. And when you talk about peewee lighting, now things get reimagined. You have a light fixture in the ceiling and you can connect it to the next light fixture next to it with an Ethernet cable. That just seems crazy, but but it's possible. And that Ethernet cable carries the low voltage DC power that's required for LED lights today. So why would you want to take AC, convert it to DC at every single light bulb when you can just have power over Ethernet DC power going to each of those light fixtures, powering them? And as an extra bonus, because it's power over Ethernet, you have the Ethernet part of it too. That means you have all the controllability. So as new light fixtures become available, you'll be able to change the way they turn on, turn off, dim on an individual basis. You could have... Um, Maybe there's a sensor in a conference room, for example, that uh, sees it's not light enough and will adjust the lights real time. Or maybe a corner of the room is not quite light enough, so it adjusts that light fixture a little higher than the rest. So now you've got balanced light in the room. No one's really done that kind of before, other than putting different types of light bulbs in or individual dimmer switches. Then you have to have a million dimmer switches for all the lights that you have out there. And, you know, you can even take it to the extreme too. And hey, maybe it's, uh, you know, Friday afternoon and the conference room is now the disco hall and all the different lights are flashing at different intervals, changing color, stuff like that. All of these things are, are possible. And that's just one little application for PUE lighting. You can imagine you can apply the same uh, things to PUE lights that are meant for architectural design on the outside of buildings, on the outside of bridges. You're seeing these today, you know, the light up buildings all red or all blue. But it'd be really cool if you could control that you know, all through a network. Um, and now you don't have to have conduit that uh, <clears throat> is rated for AC power run everywhere. You don't have to pay for electricians that are certified to a higher level because everything is AC. Now with PoE, it's all low power DC. So lesser expensive <clears throat> engineering work, lesser expensive uh, installation contractors. It's really, you know, it can really change things completely in the construction space. Now, I haven't seen it really change yet, but certainly people are starting to talk about it. A lot of architecture friends, and they're extremely excited about the prospect of being able to design all kinds of different, you know, lighting scenarios and different designs that emphasize the architectural work in different ways where they couldn't before. I couldn't put an AC power cord over here before because the, you know, it was prohibited by the, the regulations. Uh, but it's low power DC. Oh, yeah, I can do that. No problem. Or maybe it was, you know, financially impossible to achieve some of those goals before because the installation of AC was just too much. Now you can achieve that same goal with uh, a low power CAT6 cable. It's pretty neat. There's lots of different uh, things on the horizon. Um, you know, as nerdy as I am, I made sure I actually wired my house for a CAT6 cable everywhere. But now I'm just waiting for all the devices to become available to connect it to. So we're just on the cusp of this full transition into 
LEDs, DC powered LEDs and power over Ethernet LED lighting uh, all over the residential home. But today it's already being used in a lot of different offices for you know your typical grid lights and stuff like that. There are definitely options out there you can use. But uh, it is growing and it's going to become more and more popular because at the end of the day, it's actually less expensive than any other way uh, that currently exists using AC. All right. Thanks so much for the insight so far, Jim. I want to now transition over to better understanding um, some of the impacts that a positive installation process can have on end users, as well as a uh, negative or just botched installation process, or not even so dramatic, maybe just a less thoughtful or strategic installation process of PoE can have for end users. So let's go and break it all down. Uh, let's start here. How, if not integrated or used correctly or to its maximum potential, can PoE be somewhere between a lukewarm solution to an accidental disaster? Basically, how can it turn out to be mediocre to bad for an end user, if not uh, integrated thoughtfully? Well, you know, there's a couple different ways to address that. You know, first and foremost, as we kind of already mentioned and talked to death is uh, about the actual installation of wiring and everything else. So the integrator that's doing the work, you know, they could be the one that's most impacted uh, by this by maybe getting into a roadblock where they can't run power to a device and they've got uh, a delay in schedule. Conversely, they do say, oh, well, we're going to run uh, PoE instead, but they choose the wrong type of PoE. And of course, the impact of that would be uh, another delay in schedule for the project for the end user because, hey, this thing's not working. Now, that's a that's a real simplistic um, kind of example, but let's go into something a little more application oriented. So let's say an end user in, in the security space there. We've got a security monitoring system, a bunch of cameras out there that are PoE powered. In a lukewarm installation, they will have bought the, the cheap type of PoE, which is called passive PoE, which means it is just literally putting power on the wires and there is no protection uh, for mistakes, I guess, in that scenario. And it is not standard based. So the worst case scenario could be that, hey, Joe, the contractor came in to do some work with us. We'll say he's a contractor for an engineering project that's going on, you know, something technical, and he needs to plug his laptop in. Well, hey, look, there's a uh, there's a port over here. Let me just unplug this one cable and plug my laptop into it so I can get Internet access. Well, it turns out that that port was maybe a passive PoE port that was being used for the security system. Now his laptop is receiving a gracious amount of power, um, and it is definitely not expecting that. And that could affect his computer, could blow out the port, could uh, cause all kinds of problems. And uh, when he plugs in and realizes, oh, I can't get Internet through this jack and plugs the cable back in. Now he's got a broken laptop, uh, maybe because the laptop was, uh, you know, affected negatively. It could have gone back into the injector and, and affected it negatively, too. Now your camera system's not working anymore. Um, there is definitely a safety concern with some of those types of installations. So they should never really be used. Passive PoE should never be used in a in an area where it's not a closed loop operation where no one else has access to it. Um, so you have to be careful there. Now, conversely, if you if you want to talk about some of the positives that can happen uh, by using the appropriate PoE, um, if that same scenario were put into place, someone unplugs and plugs it back in. Um, when you're using PoE that's standard base, there's a negotiation that happens between the device and the powering device. 
that says, hey, uh, I'm a PoE-powered switch. Would you like to have some power today? The device says, well, in fact, I would. I speak your language. I'd love to have some power today. And then the PoE switch would say, okay, well, here it comes. I'm going to give you 15 watts to start. If you want some more, just let me know. And that's kind of how it goes. I mean, it's all done much more complexly in the background, but that's how it uh, happens. But it also prevents anything from getting power that's not supposed to. Um, so in that scenario, clearly, uh, you can avoid some mediocre problems by, uh, you know, mediocre to bad problems by just utilizing the correct type of PoE and installing it correctly. Perfect. Thanks for that context, Jim. So with all of that in mind, what do you recommend that end users understand about their needs and their facilities to be most strategic and careful about their PoE usage and uh, strategies in general? What they need to know is that there is, you know, depending on who you are, if you're an integrator, you need to know that this is a technology that will save you money on your install, which means you can be more competitively priced to the end user. And of course, the end user needs to know that um, they're getting a really great solution for a a better price as well. Um, So certainly that is something that you can take to the bank, so to speak. Additionally, because PoE has further capabilities other than just providing power, there are some pretty tangible benefits to having this technology being enabled on a variety of different devices. So uh, another story could be that let's say you have a uh, an access point for Wi-Fi and uh, it's powered by PoE. That's great. During the day, you want it used for work purposes. At night, um, you don't want the neighborhood hooligans to come over and steal Wi-Fi or even try to hack into your system while you're not in the office. And for that reason, you can certainly set up scheduling on a PoE device. Uh, so, for instance, if you're using an Etherman switch, there's a a scheduling function. You can just say, turn off the PoE power during the hours of 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., for example. That would be a good way to make sure your network is actually more secure and no one's driving by trying to war hack or do whatever to your Wi-Fi access points. Uh, Yet another benefit of using PoE, there's not any other way to really do that other than to physically turn off the device at at the outlet. All right, so we've talked a bit about uh, some of the potential pitfalls of not installing or using PoE correctly or to its full extent. Let's flip it. Now let's talk on what some potential positives could be. Uh, How can a more intentional strategy for PoE reduce not only install costs, but also uh, usage costs as well? You know, technically, if if you look at utilizing PoE to its full extent, you're talking about one transformer going from AC to DC that could power, you know, many hundreds of watts of devices out there. You know, in one case, you know, we have a, an Ethernet switch that can power 720 watts worth of devices. So quite a bit. So instead of having individual transformers for all these LED lights, for example, now you've got one and uh, it can dole out that power appropriately and adjust it as needed on the fly to provide power efficiency. So, you know, you can start to see some money savings because you've moved to technology like this. It is uh, it is something to consider. Now, I can't tell you the exact percent off the top of my head. It's going to vary by the products and how high a wattage they, they are and whatnot. But the bottom line is uh, it is definitely more efficient to have one transformer over a bunch of micro transformers and have that one transformer be be metering on a regular basis so that it's not using more power than it 
really needs in the application. I think that's one scenario. I, I'm sure there are plenty others. Uh, going back to other benefits of, of POE is with the newest technology, uh, which is the BT technology, right? If you got three BT, it can supply up to 90, 90 to 100 watts almost. Technically, the spec says it has to be 99.9 watts. So, so it's not quite 100 watts, but everyone's marketing it as 100 watts. But the spec actually is 90. 90 watts is what's expected to be available or is expected to be sent from the, the top device. In that scenario, you have the capability of doing things you couldn't do before. So, um, you know, if you have a camera that is an outdoor camera, maybe it's in a pretty cold environment and it needs a heater to keep the ice off the lens and to heat the body of the camera so it can do the panning or the rotating of the uh, camera device itself. Um, you know, you need a lot of power to be able to accomplish that. You know, previously, the only way to accomplish this was to run power out to where the camera was. And because it's a significant amount of power, a lot of times they would have to, you'd have to hire an electrical contractor, come out and do that. You know, I know there's an installation savings there too, but it's the, it's the, still overall cost of the project that you're saving there. Um, so you, you would need to go to pretty extreme lengths to install a camera out in the field and make it all secure and, and powered correctly. Whereas with the POE latest technology, you can have the full pan tilt zoom, you can have a wiper on there, you can have a heater on there, all that stuff could be used concurrently all through a CAT6 cable. And that is, that's pretty cool for a lot of different security applications out there. I know it's pretty niche, but but still, it's just not a technology that was available today. So your installation costs will be much, much higher without it. But operationally, the idea is that this stuff is seamless. You're not supposed to really know or care that it's PoE. It's just supposed to work. Uh, but in the background, everything is going to be more efficient. Everything is going to be more intelligent. Um, and in the beginning of the whole deal, everything was much easier to install and cost effective too. So another example could be, that uh okay you know you have a, a camera and sometimes these cameras get locked up and you really need a way to reboot that camera so you send uh you know joe the security guy hey man this camera's locked up post a guy in that corner to keep an eye on things until we get this thing taken care of and uh you go you make a call and you know everyone's seen the hollywood movie where hey man there's a camera system down go check it out i mean that stuff happens in real life too um, so you gotta have a you have to have a guard posted, and you know if it's a longer term problem, now you could potentially be paying for a, another guard to be on duty to cover that section the camera is down on until someone can come out and fix it. Well, there is a there is a POE technology that does offer a way to reboot that camera in case there's something locked up, and that would then of course provide relief for the guard who's watching that area, and of course provide a much more secure environment from a cost perspective that could be a tremendous amount of savings so you know there are definite benefits you can take advantage of there i know there are some other domino effects that come from a successful uh, implementation of poe and also continued uh, successful usage of poe you broke some of them down but just to list out a few more uh, just to see if any of these uh, spark any thoughts for you, but uh, increased margins due to uh, time saving, 
from uh, a strategic implementation I know has had some success for end users and clients. Decreased cabling costs as well can really rack up uh, when that isn't a prioritization or a consideration in your installation. Uh, those cable costs can be a surprising bill at the end of the whole installation process. And then another factor is um, fewer support calls and truck rolls needed now that uh, PoE is installed correctly and efficiently. So of any of those that I listed out, does anything stand out to you as particularly important um, as a domino effect for um, a successful implementation of PoE? Well, I mean, certainly they actually all apply. Now, they won't all be obvious to the end user, but for the integrator who's trying to make a living at installing devices uh you know this is this is a way you need to stay in business you need to embrace new technologies that make you more efficient if you can imagine your installation costs will go way down if you just need to plug it in for example uh you just need to run one type of wire that's very standardized you can find at any store um, even home depot so oh wow man I ran out i don't have enough i need another 100 feet no problem go to home depot they're they're everywhere and it's a very standardized cable. Everyone knows how to connect it and put the ends on and everything else. You know, you've got those scenarios where, um, you know, just a simple act of installing and plug it in can make a big difference. And then you go to the next level where what types of capabilities do you have now that you're using PoE that you could not have before? So that integrator now, instead, instead of having to send a guy on site could potentially say, well, let's see what we can do remotely because this thing is all intelligent. I can diagnose some problems on the fly remotely instead of uh, sending a security guy out there to try to diagnose it. And, you know, do I have to send my best guy or the new guy? The new guy is not smart enough to do it. I mean, whatever. There are so many scenarios where that can just start eating up more and more money. All right, Jim, I feel like we're just about done with our main points of conversation for the day. Thanks so far for joining us on the podcast so far. Last thing I want to end with is just another anecdote that stands out to me. Uh, there's a great anecdote from Jim Spellman. He's former director of operations, security and technologies, corp and current territory manager at Intelligent Marketing Incorporated. And Jim Spellman often speaks on the benefits of PoE and the benefits of working with EtherWAN specifically uh, that I think summarizes everything we've talked about well. So if you don't mind, could you recount parts of that story for our audience and uh, how it represents some of the major tips and concepts that we've been talking about today? In Jim Spellman's uh, case, uh, he had he had been working on a project with a customer and it was an integration of a security system. And then they were using a bunch of cameras and they were all being recorded and everything else. And in the past, the customer had concerns about cameras, you know, locking up and, uh, you know, having issues in the field. And so they really, you know, they were older cameras, they're analog, so they're kind of fuzzy and they needed an upgrade. And so, uh, you know, Jim Spellman's group was brought in to help out with that. He came in and uh, he proposed using all PoE and, and PoE devices to kind of handle the situation. And then uh, during the installation process, everything was put in correctly. And uh, during the first couple of weeks, there was a, a little hiccup and one of the cameras had frozen. The customer's like, hey, look, I thought this was never gonna happen again. What the heck is going on here? I can't afford to have cameras out. Well, it turns out that uh, it was just a really simple fix. This is something that needed to be enabled on, on the ethernet switches. And it's called PoE Watchdog and PoE Auto Reboot. 
And the way these technologies work are it's to kind of ask the devices, hey, are you there? Is everything working okay? And the device will respond. And it does this every you know five, 10 seconds. It's configurable. And uh, if the device does not respond, then the Ethernet switch is intelligent enough with PoE and management to say, oh, you know what? There's an issue with this device. I'm going to recycle the power, which is essentially just like rebooting uh, a camera or whatever device it is. And so that gets rebooted. And then everything comes back up and, and everything's fine. And originally, uh, you know, the integrator was going to have to send a truck out to fix the situation, uh, you know, and, and a guy to maybe climb up on a pole and reboot the camera or figure out what the heck was going on, do a bunch of tr- diagnostic troubleshooting. But it was just a simple, quick call. And, oh, yes, it looks like I forgot to enable that on the Ethernet switch. No problem. Check this box on this GUI and a graphic user interface on the switch itself. And boom, you're done. And everything is fixed. And it was. Um, and from that day forward, the integrator was uh, was convinced that this is the best technology ever because normally he would have had to send a guy out and have a truck roll once, twice, three times. It all depends on you know how bad it is and how often it reoccurred to figure out why the heck something lock is locking up and uh, what do we do in the meantime? The network is down for a period of time. It's incurring extra cost because of security concerns and you know, they'd close down access to certain areas of a building because of the security concern. And it's just a nightmare. But now this integrator is, is super happy because technology is not perfect. But uh, when you have a kind of, you know, a backup system like this PoE auto reboot and watchdog, it, uh, it prevents issues from happening. So this integrator really stood out amongst his peers because he's embracing the new technology but also at the same time, saving tons of money while doing it because the service calls just didn't need to happen. He could take advantage of the automatic capability of these Ethernet switches to, to take care of business if something were to fail. He didn't even ever get a support call after that. So you can imagine the total operating costs have gone way, way, way down for for this integrator. He's super happy. The client's happy because he's got a more stable operating environment. Um, and a more secure environment as well. So things all really just came together in the end and, uh, you know, embracing the technology of PoE plus some of the cool little features you can add on with Ethernet technology like PoE auto recovery and, and Watchdog, you put it all together and you really have a pretty nice solution and one that is uh, best in class. All right. Jim Tepper, thank you so much for your insights today on what about power over Ethernet. Just real quick to leave our listening audience with uh, some final pieces of advice. If you had to summarize what they can start doing now to actionably get more out of their existing PoE or to strategize better uh, for upcoming installations of PoE, what would it be and why? Well, I would say that any time you have an opportunity to use PoE, you should. You don't have to go out of your way to do it, but if there is a version of the device that you would like to connect that is a PoE version, why not do it? Less cables, less space, less installation costs, more functionality. It makes sense. Embrace the technology. It can really be your friend. It's very stable. It's very proven. Definitely follow the standards. Don't uh, fall for the cheap stuff that is passive PoE. You know, Try to stay away from that unless it's a very closed system and no one will ever touch it. And then, uh, you know, I think you'll have a very positive experience 
And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you'll end up saving money and have a more reliable system. Fantastic. Jim Tepper, Director of Products and Marketing for EtherWAN. Thank you again for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting so far. Thanks, Daniel. And Jim, real quick before you go, if folks want to find out more about some of the work that EtherWAN is doing in POE installation and servicing or get in touch for any other reason, how can they do so? Well, certainly they can find us online at etherwan.com. But what's even cooler is if you like this information, we also have a whole academy that teaches you more about POE. You might want to learn maybe the bits and bytes or maybe a little bit more about what we talked about today. And you can just go to academy.etherwan.com and uh, there you'll find everything you need to know to learn more. Fantastic. Jim, thanks again. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to another episode of What About Power Over Ethernet, an EtherWAN podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're going to our website, etherwan.com, and subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you next time.